Welcome to How to Stop Wanting Him Back, a podcast on not just getting over your ex, but into yourself. I'm Claire, the Heartbreak Coach. Let's make what feels impossible possible. Hey, loves. We are at episode 46. Stop surrendering in your dating life. Before I get started on this topic that I'm so psyched about and was, of course, inspired by yet another amazing client who was choosing to surrender in her dating life, and I saw how it was fucking her up, I just want to share that we are at over 76,000 downloads. So by the time this episode comes out, we could be at almost 80,000 downloads. And I just want to thank all of you for listening and being so loyal to me and picking up what I'm throwing down. I know I throw a lot of tough love at you guys. I know I go on a lot of tangents and it just means the absolute world to me that so many of you keep showing up each week and I really appreciate all the messages, all the love. If you are reaching out to me for coaching, I only save that for my one-on-one clients. So if there is an episode that you would like me to create based on an idea that you have, I will absolutely consider it. But again, keep the messages coming. And I love being able to deliver this service to you all. And I highly encourage you guys because I I hear from you and, and lately I've been hearing from a lot of you and it makes me so excited but you say you love my podcast and then you tell me your heartbreak story and then you want me to tell you why you're still heartbroken and it is always because of the way that you are thinking. Now, that said, it's called heartbreak for a reason, right? Our hearts are broken when the object of our affection leaves us or you decide to leave because you know ultimately that that person isn't the right fit for you. So your heart is going to break. There's no getting out of the pain, right? When we're experiencing heartbreak. I think sometimes when people hear, oh, she's a heartbreak coach. She's just going to heal my pain immediately. No, part of the process is leaning in. So if you just got the rug pulled from underneath you, or you just made a really difficult decision to let someone who you love very much go, because ultimately you are not going to be compatible in the long run, you've got to lean into that pain lean into it. Don't resist it. Fall apart. Be kind to yourself. Be gentle with yourself. I highly encourage you to not numb out on Instagram, Netflix, especially Instagram, social media, stalking him, stalking his new lover or her new lover, but just be with your pain. Don't lean on alcohol, food, Netflix, social media, shopping, sex with other people, going out and dating again to remove yourself from the pain or cover it over or repress it or push it down. It will never ultimately work and you will keep attracting the same patterns with different people who look very different and appear very different from your previous partner. But ultimately, the same patterns will come up because you have not done the work. Part of that work is grieving and feeling the fucking pain. And it absolutely sucks. I do not say or try to sugarcoat any of this, but it you have to lean in and grieve and call me, call a therapist, call someone, a professional to help guide you to consciously move through it. And I am the first to send, you know, people who reach out to me, if they have unhealed trauma from their past or from childhood, or they were in a physically abusive relationship, whatever, I, I will send you to the right fit 
for you. I am not qualified to deal with um, unhealed childhood wounds. That is a therapist's work. So I really do stay in integrity, but get the help. I love that you love this podcast. I want you to implement the tools. I want you to implement the mindset work. I feel pretty strongly that I am giving you guys the tools. I'm spelling out Brooke Castillo's model. I talk about Byron Katie's work. Go get their books. Go listen to their podcast. If you want to join Brooke Castillo's self-coaching scholars program, you can get coached by her or one of her master coaches. It's a very affordable program where you can learn this model and watch other people get coached and become very savvy with it. There are so many options here. And of course, you can work with me one-on-one for my six-month coaching program, which I got to tell you guys, because we're going to dive into this episode and the aha that I had in my brain with my client around her surrendering in her dating life. It just reminded me how coaching, there's nothing like getting coached versus listening to a podcast and reading a self-help book, which I did for so many years. But to have a trusted coach who's doing the work on herself, who's been where her clients have been and knows how to get to the other side and constantly shows up and is constantly in her growth. I work with two coaches. I'm constantly doing the work. So my brain is constantly expanding. And so my coaching just gets better and better and better. And my clients are fucking killing it right now. There is nothing like having a coach who gets you and can uncover your blind spots and call shit out that is hard to hear, but is necessary for you to make the transformation and stop being a victim to your circumstances. All right, that tangent is done for now. So why should you stop surrendering in your dating life? Doesn't the word surrender just sound like such a lovely, pretty, good self-help word that we can apply in our lives every day. Surrender, right? I think of surrendering in my meditation practice, surrendering to any physical pain that I lately have been experiencing a lot more of in my body towards the end of my 2019. I was in a ton of physical pain in my neck, my shoulders, my back, the backs of my legs, because for the first time in my life, I was really sedentary. I was still working out, but I wasn't scheduling my yoga classes. And I was sitting with my 20 clients all week, sitting and writing my Poosh articles, which P.S. Poosh, if you guys aren't familiar, is Kourtney Kardashian's lifestyle site. They have been so good to me and I've been writing tons of articles. So check them out. And I have four articles to write over the next month, actually five articles to write over the next month for Poosh. So keep your eyes peeled. But I'm sitting and writing so much, sitting and podcasting, sitting and coaching, sitting and getting coached. And so my whole body is just out of whack and, and um, finally getting it back on track because December 2020, Claire goes to yoga twice a week. It is non-negotiable. The up-leveled version of myself creates time for yoga. She doesn't indulge the belief that she doesn't have time for yoga. So I think it's a great concept to attach to surrendering when we're experiencing physical pain, because my brain wanted to say, hell no, it's all the pain that I was experiencing, especially in December. And I was traveling a lot and everything was locking up. So 
I thought about that surrender, surrender, surrendering to what is. It's a lovely concept. I think it's beautiful to apply when we're in a ton of pain, right? When you're experiencing heartbreak. Oh my God, he left. I've got to surrender to this pain, just as I was saying, right? You got to lean into it. Surrender is something that I would totally offer my clients. The person has left. That is my circumstance. I have the option to fight it, try to make him or her come back to me and twist their arm or try to rewind time. We really like do entertain that as if there's some way we could, right? When we're so desperate. So surrender is definitely a, you know, it can be a commonly used word in the self-help word, self-help world. But I think that it's a beautiful thing. However, when we are searching for love, I think the, the word surrender is very passive. I'm just going to surrender. So I was coaching my client, let's call her Sarah, and she was just talking about, she. she's, oh, I love her so much. We clicked right away. We're probably six or seven sessions in. And she wanted to heal an old heartbreak, which she's done a kick-ass job of. And she really wants to make 2020 her year to finding love. And I just got to say, a trend that I'm noticing with my clients is that they're very successful in healing their hearts because they are shifting their stories, right? And we're committing to new thoughts about ourselves, about our, our previous partner and our story around the relationship. And there's so much forgiveness and healing, maybe not of the ex, but forgiveness of yourself and learning how to love yourself and own yourself and then getting ready to put yourself out there in a different way. But Then when it comes to thoughts creating your results in terms of thoughts creating your ideal partner in your R line, again, I'm referring to Brooke Castillo's model. You can go to my first episode where I really break down her model. Your thoughts create your results. Thoughts create feelings that drive actions that yield results. So there's some mindset that you are attaching to if you are in the result of constantly being single and dissatisfied. And this client, Sarah, was saying she was frustrated and she hated that her circumstance was Claire told me to create two dates this week and I now have zero. So one thing that we unpacked was, yes, those are that's a true circumstance. My coach told me to create two dates. Yes, I make you guys take massive action in your lives. If you want to find love, you got to go on dates, people. If an actor wants to succeed, they have to go on auditions. If I, as a coach, not if I, when I was a coach, when I was a coach, oh my goodness, is that a Freudian slip? Am I going to be something else later on in my life? Well, I was an actor, right? But I had to go on auditions. I also had to interview with a bunch of agents. I had to hustle to get in rooms. I can't just decide to be an actor and like think that the jobs are going to come to me. I had to build a skill by going to tons of acting classes. I had to to hustle. I had to believe in myself. I had to believe that I was worthy and I was good. And by the way, I, I really didn't majority of the time. <laughs> so I always say this, that I've decided, you know, I've fallen more in love with life coaching. But when I think about the mindset tools that I now have, that's helped me create 
a pretty successful business. If I were to decide that acting was my first love again, I would just take the mindset tools in my coaching life and apply them. And I know I would be a really successful actor. And again, thinking like, you know, there's only so many parts for so many actors and there's way more actors in LA, New York, Atlanta, but no, it's your thoughts creating your results, right? So it's like, sure, could you meet a guy at a bar and the rest is history for sure. But if that has been your plan and that has been your hope and that has been your expectation and you still haven't met that person, then you got to show up and do something different, right? And that is what my client Sarah is doing. She's doing the mindset work. She's committing to the December 2020 version of herself. What would that woman think, feel, and do to create the result in her life of being with her ideal partner? In the meantime, she is now starting to date. She has to look back in December 2020 and say, I think the number that we came up with was six dates a month. So times that by 12, it's 72. 72 dates. That is our plan for her to get out there. Now, anyone can take that action, right? 72 dates. I've heard people say, you don't understand, Claire. I've been on 50 dates and none of them has worked out. It's because your mind... Your thoughts create your feelings that drive your actions. The thoughts have to happen first. You have to think and feel as if you are already in your ideal relationship. And some people are just like, what the fuck are you talking about? I know, I get it, but that is the work, my loves. Stop using the evidence of every shitty person you've dated to support your belief that Mr. or Miss Wright isn't out there. I'm going to say that again, stop using the evidence of your shitty dating experience up to this point as evidence to support that your person isn't out there. That is what's fucking you up. And when you're going online and on the dating apps and people are ghosting you or disrespecting you by sending you dick pics or telling you that they want to meet you, but then they disappear, which would be ghosting, right? Or you go on a few dates and you really like the person and then he or she ghosts you, or you're so, you feel so bad because this person really liked you and he's such a good guy and you wish that you were attracted to, but you're not attracted and it just creates all this guilt. And then you're just like, oh, I hate this. It's either I'm into him or he's not into me and it just sucks and the dating apps suck. I met my man on Bumble. The dating apps do not suck. It's a thought, you guys. Dating apps are like such a gift from God. (laughs) I can't even believe that I am saying that because I definitely did not think that thought for a very long time. You know, on the one hand, you can say, oh, dating apps make dating so much harder because everybody's just seen as an object. Or you could be like, holy fucking shit, I have a plethora of potential people to date at my fucking fingertips. It's all about how you're thinking about it. So my client, Sarah, was telling me that she was really upset and she was doing the thought work and it was a circumstance that, you know, Claire told me to get create two dates and I didn't. And I said, why are you putting it in there that... Claire told you to do that. And she said, but you did. That was my assignment. And I said, I know, but you're making it sound like, oh, my coach is making me do this. And she said, no, I love that you're making me do this. And I said, I know, but it's not, you're making it seem like it's my circumstance versus your circumstance. Like I have business goals for my business, but I would never put in my circumstance. My coach told me to do this 
or my coach supports this goal. And it's true. My coach, Stacy, my business coach in December, we got really clear about what my 2020 goal was going to be for my business. But in my circumstance, I don't say this is Stacy's goal for me. I say, this is my goal, right? It's like, yes, it's true that I made her do it, but there was an underlying sneaky thought. That's what I'm trying to say. There was a sneaky thought that I have to do this because my coach told me to. Even if she was on board with it, she was making it our goal versus her goal. And for all of my clients, when you want to heal your hearts, yes, I'm so committed to holding the space and showing you your minds. And really, I'm so committed to you guys getting the result of healing your hearts, but that's not for me. It's for you. It's always for you. So I thought right away, well, that's fucking her up (laughs) is that she's putting in her circumstance that it's Claire told me to No, you want to, you have to decide that you want to. Then I was asking her, so that was like a good catch in going over what didn't work that helped her not create the result of, of two dates in this week. Then I said to her, well, are you doing mindset work before you swipe? Are you doing mindset work before you swipe? And she said, well, I I mean, I wouldn't say I'm officially doing the thought model, but like, I just am like, surrender, surrender. I surrender to this. I surrender to this. And I was like, nope. And I know you guys are thinking, oh my God. Yeah. Like surrender. That makes sense. Just like surrender to whoever I swipe with, surrender to whatever comes up, surrender to whether I get a date, whether I don't get a date, but it's such a passive thought. Surrender to me is it, when you're, when you're thinking the thought, I surrender to this process, you are believing that the guy or the girl showing up happens outside of you. I'm really loving these nuggets. So I'm slowing down and I'm going to say it again. When you're thinking the thought, I surrender while you're swiping, it shows me that she was believing that the guy shows up outside of her. Now, again, this girl has done so much work on herself. That's what I love about my clients is that they come to me like super aware and super ready. And that's just who I'm interested in coaching. That's my ideal client. It's like, these are my issues. This is where I want to get to. I've been listening to your podcast. I know you have a lot of tough love and you don't fuck around, Claire. Let's do this, right? Like that's what I want. And I want to work with women who not only want to heal their hearts and find love, but really show up in all areas of her life. Like this girl's got a really successful career, but she's not sure if she wants to stay. And so we're going to be unpacking that as well. I want to look at the whole picture because yes, I'm a heartbreak coach. And now I'm definitely moving into helping others find love because I found love with this work as well. But our whole life is not just about our love lives. And it used to be about that for me. My whole life was just focused on who I was in love with, who I was heartbroken over, who I was pining for. And I'm really interested in the woman who wants to show up and do it all. Yes, you're coming to me about heartbreak and dating and relationships and finding love, but how you are in one area of your life is how you are in all areas of your life. I'm going to blow your minds right now. Your thoughts create your results. Have you never heard me say this before? 
I know you're all eye rolling me, but you still show up because I got the 76,000 downloads to prove it. But I would never say I surrender before I'm swiping. It's giving away your power. Surrendering as you are searching for love is giving away your power. Your thoughts create your results, not whoever shows up on the dating app will create your results. That's an outside circumstance. And by the way, you guys, she's actively swiping. That is the easiest way. And again, I'm conscious as I say this, that swiping online is the easiest way to create dates, but like really and truly, if you live in bumblefuck, I don't know where in the middle of America, and you're thinking that, oh, it's just too hard to meet anyone, well, expand. I used to be on match.com and I would hear from people all over the country because clearly I didn't filter that properly. But if you're really committed to looking for love, are you committed enough to leave maybe the small town that you live in where you know absolutely everybody? Your love life is not based on who is out there or who isn't out there. Your love life is based on the way that you are thinking. And so some of you are going to hear this and say, oh, great. So like, I'm going to now shame myself because it's, you're telling me, Claire, that it's my fault that I'm still single. No, this is not an opportunity to shame yourself. This is an opportunity for you to take your power back. But you guys, as you all know, if you've been listening for the last, I don't know how many episodes that I've been talking about this new man in my life, I was totally taking responsibility for my being single pre him coming into my life. I, I realized recently, because this is the first time that I've said, I love you in nine years, nine years. That was because of me. That was because I, it took me a long time to heal from the trauma of my rock bottom relationship. When I was 30 years old, I'm now about to be 39 in a few weeks. And, uh, it took me a, a couple of years to heal that trauma. And then I really was not clear at all about who I was and how I wanted to show up and like really own my worth. I think that those are two very separate issues. There's healing trauma and then there's owning your worth. And I was still acting and I had multiple side jobs and I was struggling with money and I was attracting man children. So I understand completely why that was my dating pattern. It was because of my relationship with myself. And then I started to pursue life coaching. And then the last couple of years have really been focused around my business. And then I decided because now I was so clear with this work, so proud of the business I grew, so proud of the relationship that I created with myself. I was fucking ready. And I took these mindset tools and I went out and I found fucking love. And I'm not here sitting on some high horse saying, and it's perfect and amazing all the time. No, my triggers still come up. My insecurities still come up and I manage my mind through that. And I communicate as a mature, emotional adult with my partner through this work. But I have no shame and I have clients my age and older. I have a couple of clients in their fifties and I do think for the most part that especially, I mean, and maybe this is just what I've experienced because of my own thinking, but I have lots of single friends in their late thirties, early forties and clients in their late thirties, early forties. And my work with them is to really have them 
own their story and understand that the reason why they are single is because of them without shame. I literally used to say to people when they'd be like, Claire, wow, you're such a catch. How are you still single? Because of my thoughts. I'm a life coach and I truly know that your thoughts create your reality. And I've had a lot of tangled, fucked up thoughts that have created the reality of attracting man children. But right now I'm really focusing on my business. And I know that when I get my business to where I want to go, I'm going to have evolved to an up leveled version of myself. And I just know that that woman is going to attract like an incredible man. And I have because I fully believed it. I truly believed the woman that I had to become to get my business to where it now is, was going to attract an amazing partner. I knew that in my bones, even when I wasn't actively looking for him. So I say this to all of you, because right now, if you are single and you don't want to be single, you have got to do the work and look back on all the ways that you've shown up in your dating life and look at all the beliefs that you are carrying that are creating the result of you being single. Look at all the beliefs that you're carrying around you online dating. And so I always remind my clients going back to how online dating, I think is the easiest way to create dates every week because you just have thousands of people at your fingertips. And all I'm encouraging my clients to do is find one or two dates, but Remember, you may not find your partner in that way. Like, yes, I found my partner on Bumble, but it's not the action that creates a partner. And I love hearing a good story of how people meet and love just, I I met one of my boyfriends in a yoga class and I thought that that was such a cute story and such a cliche LA story. Like it really can happen anywhere. But if you want to actively date, to actively find your person Online dating is where it's at, people, and then show up. Even pre-meeting my partner, I signed up to, uh, instead of doing ClassPass, where, and I'm not throwing shade to ClassPass, but I realized I was showing uh, showing up to these bar workout classes and yoga classes where it was like all predominantly female. And then I coach all women and I work from home by myself. I'm in a mastermind group with all women. I have a couple of close guy friends, but I'm like, whoa, I'm around a lot of female energy. So I thought joining a gym where I would just be around male energy. Could I have met my person there? Yeah, I could have, but I didn't join to say, you know, oh, that's my effort in my dating life, right? But it's just paying attention to all the ways that you're cutting yourself off from potentially meeting someone. I hope that that makes sense. So Sarah's mind was blown because she, as I said, she's done so much work on herself and she's a soul searcher and has worked with so many different healers. And she just thought, you know, surrendered. She was like, my mom, you know, she just said to me over Christmas that if it's meant to be, it'll be. And when he shows up, he'll show up. And that is such a defeatist approach, even though we think, isn't that such a beautiful sentiment? And I'm not throwing shade to her mom either. Her mom is just really being supportive. And when they show up, they're supposed to show up. Sure. But then that gives you permission to not commit to the future version of yourself who is in her ideal relationship. I'm going to slow that down. Commit to the future version of yourself in her ideal relationship. If you're in your ideal relationship, I'm now crossing over to another client who I was really giving a hard time to last week. I know you're shocked. Me give someone a hard time. What? 
Um, but she is dating this guy. And when they do see each other, they have an amazing time together. But the dates are very few and far between. And they live very, very geographically close to each other. And he's just giving her crumbs. So she decided he's giving me crumbs, but I really do like him. And his life is so maxed out right now. So I'm just going to, you know, if he wants to show up, he can show up. But I'm going to go like date other people. And I said, but Why? Why would you still continue to show up and date him when you ultimately know he is not your ideal partner? You want partnership. You want consistency. You want daily check-ins. You want to know when you're going to see your man next. You want to be able to see your man on a much more regular basis, right? I'm assuming so many of you are listening to this and saying, yes, that's what I want. That's what I want. Then why the fuck are you settling for crumbs? And the future version of yourself in her ideal relationship would never tolerate that bullshit. And it comes from a lack mentality, a scarcity mentality. And that client said to me, well, it took me this long to find him. So who knows how long it'll take me to find the next guy? No, time was, had nothing to do with finding this person. And I had to remind her she had just gotten out of a relationship less than a year ago, really unexpectedly. She was totally heartbroken. And here she is eight months later dating again and finding herself opening her heart again. So that's great news, but it didn't take her all that time. And you don't have to believe that it's going to take you so much time. If you just commit to being in your ideal relationship, he or she will come. And I know it sounds so airy fairy. And what do you mean by that? I I thought a lot before I met my man about what I would think because my thoughts create my results. So if the result was I was in my ideal relationship, I was going to be thinking things like, I love knowing that he's mine and I'm his. I'm so lucky to have him. And I actually think he's so lucky to have me. Another thought that I thought, and I committed to this in my belief man plan, which I've told you guys about before. What are the thoughts that I would think in my ideal relationship? And I had it by my meditation space and I would read it and I would feel it and I would giggle because you have to feel it in your body. And sometimes I hear my clients say, yeah, 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 I read my belief man plan. Yeah, I do my belief man plan. I read it in the morning and then I like go about my day. No, you have to feel what it would feel like. Like I thought about another thought that I had in that belief man plan is whether we're together or separate or out with friends, I just love knowing that he's mine and I'm his because I just love that I've created this very full life of clients and amazing friends and just my routines that I love and my alone time that I love because I'm so committed to my own relationship with myself. Check out the befriending loneliness episode. If you have not yet, that was my last episode because So many of us are so afraid to be alone and we have so many distractions at our fingertips to just escape negative emotion. But part of being a human is feeling negative emotion. And so it's so important for us to have a strong relationship with ourselves. And so I loved having that thought. That's how expansive my brain was when I committed to being the woman in her ideal relationship, because I didn't want my relationship to be about just him and I, him and I No, whether we're together or we're separate or we're out with friends. Like, I just love that we're partners. Like we've got each other's back. We're there for each other. We love each other. And we both have these full lives. And that's exactly what it is because my man lives two hours away and he has a very full life and I have a very full life here. And yet we are committed to 
seeing where this goes and it's a beautiful thing and it grows and it's exciting and it can also be scary. Right. And I even factored the scary into my belief man plan. I love being able to be vulnerable with him to express my fears. I feel safe. I feel loved unconditionally. I really went to that place and I committed and carved out time. You can't just think, yeah, 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 yeah. I did the same to create my 20 clients. Shout out to any listener who's eye rolling about me talking about my 20 clients. I always think about that one star review. If I had a, if I had a dollar for every time you talked about your 20 clients, I'd be able to ex- afford your expensive coaching. Oh, snap, child. But yeah, I thought, felt, and behaved as a coach with 20 clients before those 20 clients came. And when my mind was able to produce those 20 clients, I was like, I can fucking find one man. So from that place of being so committed to being the woman in her ideal relationship is where I want Sarah to be when she is swiping, not I surrender. I never had the thought I'm going to surrender to who my clients are and who they're not. Even though, yes, there were plenty of consultations that I've had where people say, no, it's too much money. I don't have the time. Wow, you're a tough bitch, <laughs> which I am like so flattered by when people think my my coaching is bitchy because I'm just like, yeah, I'm, you're just hearing, hearing what you don't want to hear. And sometimes sometimes my delivery can have a little sass, as you guys well know. But I don't fuck around and I own the coach that I am. And I know that I'm not the coach for everybody. And I certainly knew that I was not the partner for everybody. So I just had to own me and own the catch that I am and believe, 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 believe that I was going to create those 20 clients because I was a fucking good enough coach. And I believed I was going to create this relationship because I was a ready and worthy partner. Going to say that again. I was a ready and worthy partner. Not only was I worthy, and yes, you guys were all listening, you were all worthy of partnership, but some of you might not be ready. And I know that that is true when you are settling for crumbs or keeping someone in the mix until you meet someone else to to, uh, distract you or to entertain your interest. What about your relationship with yourself? Get comfortable, let go of the person giving you crumbs so that you can use that time to sit in your belief about your ideal partner, to feel how it would feel to be in your relationship with your ideal partner. You are using up energy and space and you are not in full belief that your partner is coming. If you are settling for crumbs and just like, oh, when he's available, hopefully I'll be available because I really like spending time with him and he's showing that he's really interested, but then he fucking disappears for two weeks. No! I know I'm going on a twofold tangent here, but I'm really hitting home on the future version of yourself who doesn't settle for crumbs, who believes that she is ready and she is deserving and she thinks thoughts as if he is already here because then you take her and you show up on the dating apps and you're dealing with bullshit and dick pics and, you know, flaky guys or someone who gives you one word answers or he doesn't respond back with a question to you and or you're texting for two weeks on the apps and he's still not asking you out, which I have so much to say about all of those things. But Those circumstances on the apps are what will make you derail your belief in being the future version of yourself in that ideal relationship. And so the last thing that I want Sarah to do is to show up on the apps and say, I surrender. I surrender to whatever I get here. No, the thought is, oh, you know, December 2020, Sarah, she's ready. And who knows? 
This guy could be in my commitment to my hour a day of swiping. Who? I wonder who it's going to be. Her feeling place could be curiosity. And this is just occurring to me now. So Sarah, if you're listening, we didn't run the whole model because the thought is I surrender. And then the feeling when you're, when you're thinking the thought I surrender, there has to be doubt. There has to be resistance. When we surrender to what is, it's because it's something that our brains automatically don't want. We surrender to physical pain. We surrender to heartbreak. We surrender when our job is taken away from us. We surrender when we lose money. We surrender when we get a parking ticket. Hello to all my Los Angelinos out there. So when you're feeling doubt and resistance, right? The action is, oh, I'm just gonna see who shows up from a place of doubt and resistance. And the result is she didn't get any dates. So the new thought is I am ready. Ooh, I wonder who I'm gonna swipe with. There's so many prospects in New York fucking city. Seriously, my ladies who are so anti-LA in New York, I'm like, these are huge, amazing transplant cities with the most romantic spots, so many freaking amazing things to do. People are making up and breaking up and divorcing. And there's so many people doing work on themselves. There are so many men who are showing up to therapy and getting coached in these cities. And another thought for her too is because what I help my clients do is build their online dating profile. So I nixed pictures and certain things that she was saying, and I just helped her curate it to really show her best self and really show the Sarah that I knew that wasn't coming off on the page. I was like, you have such a baller profile. Like I'm so psyched about my profile and I'm so curious to see who's interested in it. Like, let's have some fun here. Let's see what happens. Like, seriously, what if you guys thought this could be fun? When I was online dating and I would hang out with my friends who were in relationships, they'd be like, oh, can we play? It was like a game for them. Seriously, my best friend from college and her husband, they were just like, oh, can you come over? and Can we just like play on Bumble? (laughs) Because guys, this is a thought, but I'm totally giving it to you that it's a circumstance. There are so many weirdos on the apps, but you're focusing on the weirdos. You're focusing on the losers. You're focusing on the flakes. You're focusing on the assholes. You're not focusing on the diamonds in the rough. And you're not focusing on you being a diamond because you're deciding that if the guy you're interested in doesn't like you back or doesn't ask you out or doesn't even swipe you or he unmatches you, that maybe you're not a diamond. You've got to believe you are a diamond regardless And not surrender, but show up and believe that there is potential out there, that there is potential on the apps, that it could be fun to match with someone. Ooh, like I know, and I've said this on the podcast before, I love like getting my hair done and and not saying I get a blowout before every date, but I did get a blowout for my boyfriend on the first date because Uh, I hadn't been dating for long and I was just really excited about him and I was nervous and I was like, oh, just get your hair blown out. But whatever it is that makes you feel sexy and desirable and beautiful, get your nails done and get a cute top and just get out there and get into your sexy, romantic, fun, desirable energy. Like you get to make the process fun for yourselves. You get to make the process a possibility oriented process versus an impossibility process versus a process that's like, maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. No, believe that your process works and it's going to work if you do the opposite of surrender. I hope 
that this all makes sense to you guys. Message me if you have questions, comments, please go to iTunes and rate me five stars. I'm hearing from so many of you who are loving the podcast. I really appreciate great feedback on iTunes or uh, what's it called now? Apple something. I don't know, but (laughs) go on there. Please give me a shout out because the more reviews that are positive, the likelihood is that this message can get out to so many more people who are really looking for a different way to heal their hearts. And I do believe that this is such a great combination of taking action, but also surrendering to pain and uh, amazing mindset work that isn't just about finding love or healing heartbreak, but just really teaching you guys that you can create anything that you want with your minds. And it's free, which is also great. You get to create it all with your minds. But my coaching is not free, but I think it is next level in terms of creating, finding love and healing your hearts. So I do have two spots left this month in January. So get on board and sign up and make 2020 your best year yet. So much love, my loves. Until next time. Bye. Hey, love. If you're picking up what I'm throwing down and would like to deepen this work with me as your coach, go to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com forward slash work dash with dash me and apply for my six month one-on-one coaching program where we'll not only heal your heart, but take your entire life to the next level. I can't wait to read your application.